Hey guys, welcome to the last three digits where we're talking about money and everything in between. Because they would have come to your 400 pound birthday dinner. I don't ask for much. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> like, it's just one day a year. Yeah, fair enough. Friday's a school. Oh, when people are Saturday's Hakkasan. And Sunday we go to Miami. Because girls are usually gassed by the, the, the middle amounts. And this is probably why girls don't go for a higher salary. In Hi everyone, welcome back to The Last Three Digits. My name is Bola Sol. I'm Ayo. And we are joined by the lovely couple, the humble Penny. Welcome, welcome. How are you both doing today? Hey, we're good, man. We're great. Thank you so much, guys, for having us. It's an honour to be on your podcast. Yeah, we're excited. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No worries. I'm I'm so happy to have you as well. I was uh, messaging Ayo earlier and... um, just letting him know um, just some great facts about you. But of course, I don't want to spoil today. Today is about you and everyone getting to know the humble penny who doesn't already. And I wanted to start by asking, actually, how did you come up with the name the humble penny? Great, great question. Yes. Uh, we were we were brainstorming names, and uh, I was like, I wanted so- I wanted something that was easily memorable and it's brainstorm with Mary and Mary's Mary I forget forget do you want to just add a bit of um yeah so like Ken said we were in the kitchen we have a big whiteboard and um on our wall and we were trying to come up with some names but it just wasn't like yeah, it wasn't quite, you know, hitting, it wasn't was quite it? hitting um and then Ken said you know I want something with purpose like something yeah. you know yeah I think when you said the word purpose like I didn't automatically after coming up with some crap ideas i just came mm-hmm. with the humble penny yeah and and we were like let's let's check if that if that actually exists existed yeah and we were really surprised because we'd come across that phrase before mm-hmm. but we didn't really know if i thought there's no way that name exists mm. so we went on i think it was godaddy.com and just checked and it was there and we were like oh okay <laughs> let's grab it whilst we can and yeah, we got the name. And then at the same time, some guy, a journalist on CNN did like, he did um, this, you can actually find this. If you type the humble penny CNN, you can actually find this video he did, this advert thing around that time of we started out. And I thought, wow, this might actually be a thing. And he started oh, that yeah. ad going, the humble penny. If only, it was like a, a CNN yeah, thing, a yeah, big thing. I was like, wow. Like, oh my and my, gosh, mom, called, and my mom called and I went, hold on, this guy on CNN just called, it's just called your 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 brand's name. I'm like, mom, like yeah. it's a phrase, yeah. like people use this yeah. phrase. And so my mom was like, you know what? This name's going to take off because you, you know, the fact that this CNN guy used it, you're yeah, going to yeah, take yeah. off. You should have taken that. If my mom, if that was my mom, I'd be like, yep, yeah, we're on CNN. We've just, we've just got started and we're already on CNN. I think he did. Did you like share it? Or yeah, I, I, I think I, 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 I like ta- I messaged him on I don't know Twitter or something. Okay. Just I don't yeah. know. But yeah, man, that's how that's how yeah, it started. Yeah, it started a brainstorm in a kitchen. Yeah. On the whiteboard. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. And how long have you now been running the Humble Penny? So we have a date. We actually started third of December, twenty seventeen. That was the, literally the actual day we published our first ever. Yay! We, Launched this thing, and of course, mm-hmm. it was completely silent. No one cared. <laughs> it was on Facebook. We know that feeling too well. Yeah. This you and I, yeah. this you and I know that feeling too well. 
It was like it was on Facebook, and all my friends, I was waiting, waiting for where the likes. Like, no one's liking this post. <laughs> The, the big lead you start refreshing the page thinking oh like, yeah, yeah. There must, something is like, not quite right it's down. Written is down i've written all this there's a story behind that actually i called my sister i was sitting it's actually in this room and i was saying to her you know i'm about to post this thing on facebook tell everybody like we've been building up on this launching this thing and i was scared you know i was really scared and she was like i could hear my sister's voice my sister pam going jump jump Jump. She was saying, post it, post it. Forget what people are going to say. Forget being afraid. Just post it. Anyway, yeah. we posted it. Of course, nothing happens. Crickets. But Literally anyway, that's, that's where it started. <laughs> <laughs> well, under four years later, you already got over 50,000 subscribers alone on YouTube. Um, that's not to count your other socials as well. And growing, how do you feel about that? Because that's that's amazing. And um, just to quickly go into this, this you and I have been doing this for how long? This year, when did we get on the whole bandwagon of um, creating a, a brand for ourselves on social media around finance or economics? I think like twenty sixteen, around then. Oh, I think you were doing it before me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were. Oh, okay. I did it in twenty. I did it twenty sixteen. Because I remember when I met you. I met you in twenty sixteen summer, and yeah. you were doing it. So yes, around 2016. But I don't even think we jumped to bandwagon. So I don't think I don't remember seeing anybody do anything. It was just like it was just I think you're the first person I saw do anything finance related. Uh, Everybody yeah. else was like twerking upside down. And, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Doing all the stuff. So, it was yeah. yeah, it was it was a time in all honesty because I think I started in um, I think 2015, if my memory serves me correct. But it it was just fashion and beauty, and I was talking about finance. And so many people were like, what is she doing? Like, right. like you are not even about the wave. So it's so wonderful now to, you know, see the humble penny, um, see pennies to pounds, the penny pal, um, Emmanuel, just see so many of us, you know, disunomics and everyone just individually doing their own thing within the finance space or in Disu's case, the economic space, um, because five years ago, it, it, was, it was tumbleweed. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? It's it's interesting you say that because <clears throat> how do we feel about it? Honestly, like well, I, like we we were scared of going on the YouTube platform. Yeah. That's the truth. So 2019 is when we actually started on YouTube. It was in May, I think. We did mm-hmm. that first our first video ever was how to how to start a blog. I think it was, I think that was the yeah, video. Yeah. And Mary learned editing and I was learning how to like just do the camera thing, film and talk to the camera. And um, we never, ever, ever thought that two and a bit years later from when we started in 2019, that we might have that many subscribers or anything like that. We never, ever thought that was even going to be a possibility. Mm. For us, it was literally, let's do one video. Mm. (laughs) And bear in mind that one video, we procrastinated so much. Yeah, we did. To even get to that. Yeah, you know? we did. And it's funny because we, we did have a, a YouTube channel, I think, what, a few months before that. Mm-hmm. But it literally was just to host the various interviews that Ken had done. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did an interview with BBC. Yeah. Like, two interviews with BBC, didn't you? Channel 5, ITV. And we were like, oh, where, do we where should it? these videos live? Yeah. <laughs> we needed someone to post it. And so we just thought, oh, let's just upload it onto YouTube. YouTube. So literally, it was just videos at the, at the start. It was YouTube was there just to dump our yeah to videos. dump the interviews so, dump the so interview. we could then link it to our blog and say oh go and watch this interview yeah our main thing was the blog really. yeah 
So YouTube okay. really was, it's interesting how life works out, you know, because we we didn't really think it would go anywhere, being very, very honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, But it turned out to be, I guess, pick up more traction than I think the blog did, which is uh, interesting. It was something we had not anticipated. And even till now, like when we think 50,000 subscribers. Yeah. Oh goodness. There's a, there's a girl in America, there's a creator in America who when she did this thing, she went large, she's like 50K subs. She's celebrating, we were like, wow, we're like, wow. Imagine, like, we're like, imagine if we can get to 10K subs one day. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Mary and I are like, imagine if we can get to 10,000 subs, that would be like, that would be it, you know? What a dream. <laughs> and, um, and it's, anyway, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just No, but no, I, I love hearing this because, like, do you have any, any tips on that? Um, do, would you, but yeah I don't know if there are tips because some people I know it I don't believe in luck um I do believe in like preparation and I just I don't know God's grace but some people uh, get there a lot quicker do you have any tips on maybe how to grow your YouTube in general yeah definitely uh, well I can share do you want to share some I can share some we've got like this acronym that's an easy way for us to I guess communicate it so the acronym is QVAC, Q-V-A-C, and it's quality, value, authenticity, and consistency. So those are the four things, literally. Mm-hmm. Those are the four yeah. things that, in our opinion, um, really make a YouTube channel successful. But in addition to that, um, in it, so quality, the vid- you know, the videos have to be good in that people want to vibe with it and mm-hmm. they really enjoy it um value every single video you're constantly like every video for us is a mini project mm-hmm. it's like we're like every single one is what's the transformation what's the transformation this video is there to give people and then authenticity that's really about your story mm-hmm. so we're like quite open about like where we came from and the fact that we haven't we're not perfect in any way shape or form we've made many mistakes yeah so people can relate to that yeah um yeah, it just makes us more um, yeah, relatable, likeable, mm. and it easily, quickly builds that no like, and trust factor mm. when they see that, you know, we're not acting like these people that know it all, but actually mm. we've made mistakes, we're learning from our mistakes, mm. and we yeah. share our learning um, with you guys. Mm. So yeah, that definitely helps. When you can build that no like, and trust factor, it would make people want to, they, they buy into you, they're invested in your journey, they want to listen and support and, and subscribe and they become like your, what do you call it, fans? <laughs> or yeah. like your supporters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's what's helped. Yeah. That's that, what's helped that's us. Helped. So, that yeah. Acronym and I, I've, honestly, I've cried a couple of times, actually more than twice on the channel. <laughs> and I, oh my gosh, I absolutely loved that video. I know one of the videos you're talking about. I absolutely loved that video because I was just like, man, what a journey. Like, I, I really felt in it with you. I think you said your first job, you were, um, you you handed out newspapers, you had a newspaper yeah, round? Yeah, I was a paper factory in Waltham, so I was, it's clean, it's a cleaning job. And I was sweeping the paper factory in, in that place. And oh, that video was my, my five worst jobs ever mm. something like that <laughs> yeah i remember saying to him like babe did you cry during a video but like, oh, you've been serious and then when i started editing the video i started crying myself yeah. <laughs> even though i knew like i knew his story but just like hearing it again and editing it yeah he really went in 
really fully transparent didn't really yeah. sugarcoat anything like literally told it as it was and i think there needs to be that balance you know as a creator because oftentimes like you see this again with instagram and all these other platforms we want to be seen as the strong ones we want to be seen as the successful ones and the ones who everything's going so well for but to be honest like people want to connect with you where you're broken like people want to know that you know life you know you're not superman or superwoman mm. or whatever like there are times when things aren't quite going well or there are times in your life when things were really bad you know yeah. and they want to hear that story and i think a lot of people are, are scared to tell that story mm. because they think it might be judged okay. so and mary and i have just decided you know what we're going to be as, as authentic as we can be because then like people will connect you know and people remember people remember moments in videos they're like oh yeah remember that video when you did when you said this and I'm like oh yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot yeah. I, I forgot we made that video <laughs> yeah no oh sorry go on Mary no no I was just gonna say it's a hard one trying to balance because even for me I'm still learning as well to like be more transparent share my story but it's something that you kind of get used to it and you know you don't have to tell everyone your full business mm-hmm. but you know that you can share some some things that you learn which you think that people you know will will learn if you shared it so I'm just learning myself also to be more transparent yeah. with sharing my story yeah yeah definitely sorry just to let you know this is having um wi-fi problems but he'll he'll be joining yeah. back soon yeah um yeah it's interesting you say that about youtube because um I had like something called the Bola Soul Show at one point. It was just me being young and um, wanting to explore different issues. And I get, I guess, in an organized way with um, some of my peers. Oh. And my friend, my best friend said to me, you, you come across, I don't know, very black and white. Don't be afraid to let your guard down mm-hmm. and have a different form of discussion. And I did, and I spoke about daddy issues. And I remember pu- um, putting it out, um, I think, the day before my birthday um and it was there was a snippet of me crying at the end and I remember because Dissy was there for for that Dissy do you remember that yeah I don't know if you caught the the daddy issues thing that I was um, just talking about now and I remember the next day of course it was my birthday but a lot of people forgot it was my birthday and they just called me and they were like I cried watching that (laughs) and they're like I'm gonna call my dad now um and it was it was it was funny it was it was really nice at the same time because I was like good that you're fixing any issues that you have with your parents but it was also funny because two it's my birthday but you have no idea you've forgotten it's my birthday but I, I didn't mind I didn't mind because I I did that um, on purpose, but it was, yeah, it's very interesting being emotional over the internet, um, but also showing, showing that you can be vulnerable as well. So yeah, I think it's a good thing. And as long as it's not like every video, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, this is, is there anything you wanted to ask? I've just been asking, asking away. Yeah, I wanted to ask you um, guys about YouTube, but um, my Wi-Fi became an enemy of progress, so I might have missed anything, <laughs> you, anything you said. But um, obviously, I've got a YouTube channel. Um, I is extremely dormant compared to my podcasting channel, and I remember I resonated with what you said earlier about kind of being kind of apprehensive about joining YouTube. Like, I'm just like, oh, I want to do videos, but. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a serious level of procrastination. Mm. Now, how did you get over that procrastination and get into like a rhythm 
obviously you've shown a lot of consistency to be able to amass such a fantastic following that you do have. Mm. So how do you get that level of consistency? And also with the editing, like, how do you, because me, me and Bollaby talk to each other about editing. I'm like, how do you defeat that? Because you know I've edited for two minutes and I just like, I ain't got time for this, man. Like, right, like, right. Like, okay. So, so so I'll speak to one part. Mary will speak to the other part. So Mary will speak to editing. I'll speak to maybe consistency and all that. So do you want to speak to editing first? Oh, um, with regards to editing, um, what, what can I say? I guess we decided that... So first, when we started out, we only published one video per week. So that was kind of manageable. Mm. Um, and like Ken said, when we first started YouTube, I had the basic 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 understanding of editing but I had to learn it all over again um and so there was a learning process whilst editing a lot of learning, a, a lot of learning editing so I think each video that we published probably took me about I don't know the first one probably took me about how many hours about 15 hours 15 hours yeah that was crazy not the blogging one but anyway yeah it took me about 15 hours um but then the more you do it the better you become. Yeah, I guess it comes down to that, you know, consistency. I know people always say it. You just, you just end up finding shortcuts. Um, mm. And then Ken kept saying, oh, do you know what? I want us to go up to two videos per week. I was like, what, mm. what do you mean two videos per week? <laughs> and I'm, just managing, I'm just managing like to edit one video <laughs> and you're saying go up. But it's funny because the moment that we did that, I stopped being a perfectionist. Well, I'm still learning. Sorry, you're still a bit of a perfectionist. Okay. okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm Mm. still learning. But you just just become very um, efficient, very quick because, and so I was able to get the editing down to seven hours and then four hours Mm. um, per video. So I think we got up to the hundredth video when we were like, look, this is not sustainable now. We've started um, a paid membership, um, Financial Joy Academy, Mm. where we had a lot of videos that we were publishing on that platform. So I was like, okay, this is not going to work anymore. So we finally, finally hired an an editor. A video editor. A video editor, beginning of... 2021. 2021. Oh, just the beginning of this year. Yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's a godsend. We literally create the content and send it off to our editor and he does the magic. But, do you know, I really enjoyed... Yeah, but you the, still do editing. You no, do I, the still, I, do, I still do editing for the Academy, but not yeah. for YouTube. And, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know if that answers your yeah. question. Can but I just speak to something? So, like, Mary, she's kind of like not going to so much detail. There's some days, yeah, when I'd come down here in this room, this room's our study. Uh, honestly, Mary's about 4 a.m. in the morning, Mary's still editing. Listen, right? There's a lot of work that goes into YouTube. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be real with you guys, right? There is a lot of work that goes in. And at the beginning, we found ourselves working crazy hours, trying to get the content to look really good and stuff like that. But yeah. to Mary's point, though, it does, got, it does get better over time. It really does. So the pain is an initial pain, you know, mm-hmm. then after a few months, you know, you start to find a good process and then you get better at doing it. But to answer your question about consistency, I'd say keeping it super simple is the best thing ever. Let me just tell you, right? Mm. Using one angle, first of all, that already shaves off a lot of wahalas, right? A lot yeah, of problems. <laughs> a lot of problems are shaved off already. Yeah, already, Because yeah, yeah. we used to go, pull one camera there, pull one camera there, pull yeah. one, and that's just problems, right? Yeah, so we then said, you know what? 
stick to one camera. That's less work to do. Mm. That's one thing. Mm. Second thing is choose how long the video should be. So in for 10 to 15 minutes, that's another. So you're defining all the inputs. You're saying, okay, mm. I want a video. That's one facing and it's going to be of this format. And then planning is the other thing. Mm -hmm. So we started to do scripting. So like literally we have a template and we'd say, what's the title? What are the keywords? Uh, what's the transformation this video is going to be? What's the intro to the video? How are we going to say hi? What's the call to action? And then what's the main body of the video? How many points are we going to have? And then during the video, what's another call to action we're going to have? So if we're going to sell a product or anything like that, then at the end, what's the final call to action? Do we want them to subscribe? Do we want them to share this video? Stuff like that. And at the end, what's our final sign out? So we came up with this template. And that template, we literally started to take away a lot of the guesswork. It became about filling in a sheet of like a Google Doc. Literally for every single video on Google Drive, we've got a Google template that says name of video, um, title, date we're publishing, transformation, uh, keywords, and then we start filling it in. And that's yeah. literally became a process mm -hmm. for then how we then produce these videos and make them, you know, try and show up uh, as consistently as we, as, we, as we do. Yeah, so what are, you, what are you finding challenging? Is it the editing aspect or is it the, the YouTube, just like creating content? What was it? Was do you know, uh, do you know, um, with me, I think I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So oh, when I want to produce content, mm -hmm. I'm like, I want it to be the same level of the content that I listen to. Mm. Right. But the issue is that if I'm listening to like, um, for financial times or Bloomberg, mm -hmm. it's gonna be a bit difficult to compete that level of content because I don't have like 15 interns and executive <laughs> producer all the best equipment in the world and the time to do so. Yeah. Whereas like I want it to sound a certain way, look a particular way, have a certain level of detail, mm -hmm. etc. So I just kind of think, oh, I'll just do it when I have more time, but mm -hmm. I'm never going to have the amount of time that I say I want to have to do that type of content straight yeah. away yeah. because I don't have the same amount of resources. So it's like kind of, it's like that internal battle of just, okay, the, as you said, one camera angle, because I've been watching a lot of videos recently on YouTube um, about perfume, bare perfume reviews. And these people are chopping views upon views. And it's literally one camera. Sometimes yeah. I can tell like they even got, they don't even have a microphone. The microphone's from the camera. The editing, <laughs> yeah. the editing's not even slapping. It's just like, just some any word art lettering. And I'm like, I don't have to come and produce no Netflix special. Like, these people are putting out, the overall packaging may not be the most fantastic, but the quality, as you said in QVAC, the quality of what they're saying yeah. is resonating with the audience and is getting them views and subscribers and the audience. So, can yeah, I, it's kind of like... Can I just say something that might help, actually, really quick? So I think if you can decide that every video has to tell a story, mm -hmm. then you're already winning. Yeah. Mm. To give you an example, we filmed a video about how we travelled for a month. We took August stuff and went to St. Lucia, went to... Ibiza, went to Centre Park, so just travelled. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! But that whole thing was filmed on this phone. Literally, mm -hmm. I was like, oh no, this is happening, this is happening. And then got back and we were like, oh man, we don't have a video to put out on Tuesday, what should we do? And like, do you know what? Let's stitch all those bits of content together, turn it into a video. Yeah. And boom, put it out and it takes off. And people mm -hmm. absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. No microphones, mm -hmm. no lighting, just literally my mobile phone just filming various bits. Yeah. And then stitched it together. But what was unique about it was there was a story being told, there's a narrative, mm -hmm. which is, hey, this is how you, you know, you can have fun and take some time out, and, da -da 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 -da. and here's us doing it. 
and then here's a conclusion and then that's the video that's it um like to Edikin's point you know if you just really focus on the transformation um, your viewers will see that and they will appreciate it. They will overlook, you know, the fact that this isn't like a top notch, you know, super quality. quality. As long as you've got your sound is good, um, yeah. your lighting is good in that you don't, you don't even have to use fancy lighting. You might decide to film early in the morning every day with the natural sunlight. So mm. you're direct, you know, um, so as long as you've got your lighting, your, your sound is good. And like Ken said, you don't need anything fancy and you focus on the transformation. You don't really need to worry too tough about mm. all the editing. You know, it doesn't really need to be perfect at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's true. Said, sorry, go on, Bola. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's true. We, and I think that's why I just started telling myself just put it out it won't be perfect and just keep on trucking and someone keeps saying to me it could just take one video and your youtube takes off so yeah um that's it over it i also wanted to no sorry go on um this is kind of for uh ios benefit disuse benefit as well ken um can you go into whatever you feel comfortable in terms of um what you used to do before you you both did the humble penny full-time Okay, yeah. So I, my career was actually in finance. So I, um, I trained as a chartered accountant. I qualified in 2008. Um, and I began my career, you know, I, as soon as I qualified, I got made redundant in 2009. And I was like, Oh, no. okay. and uh, I had to start like finding jobs. And then I, I started, I became a management accountant for a company called Octopus might have heard of them octopus investments they now have like octopus energy octopus this octopus that mm. i was one of their very first earlier employees in fact i was their their first ever male black employee <laughs> in their london office wow. you know i worked there as a management accountant and then uh, i carried on trying to you know rise in my career from working as a management accountant i went on left to work another business uh, and worked there as a financial controller um Staying there for five years to become their head of finance. After that, I left to work for a US listed business uh, on NASDAQ, where I was a UK finance director. And then from there, I left to uh, become a chief financial officer for a venture capital business in London, uh, investing oh, wow. money into the creative industries um, uh, in, in the UK, basically. That was my last job in April 2020. So I basically, that's a basically 14, 15 year career journey, basically. Um, so my whole, my whole life has been working in, you know, in the investment business. Uh, and, but then the humble penny was never like, honestly, I can tell you guys now, there was never ever a time when I thought I would be the guy doing what I do today. Like it was never even a, like, wow, you know, I wonder if there's a future for me in this. It was not, not even a possibility. Uh, but the, the, the thing I always say to people is I took, I was taking responsibility for a problem because I think a lot of what we see today aren't really willing to take responsibility for a problem and I think when you take responsibility for a problem you own that problem and then you become an authority in that in that in that sphere and for me the problem was like I was looking around me like in my job we're making rich people become richer there's high net worth super high net worths but in the real life like I'm looking around at family friends and people like that people aren't really you know, doing that well in their finances. And mm. it, it became, I was like, well, actually, gradually, how could I, you know, begin to say something in this area, you know? And this is Bola would know, like when, when we started, it was just, we were in a group together as a UK money bloggers group, you know, probably, probably 
Bala and I being, I can't think maybe any other black creators in there, I can't think now. There were very few creators in that group at that time, back in 2017, thereabouts, slash 18. And that became the early stages of what has become the humble penny, as people know it today. It was that, it began with taking responsibility for something. Mm. And I think that's the piece that quite a lot of people miss, uh, miss usually. Mm. It's amazing to hear that journey. And I love what you say about what you said about the fact that you didn't see yourself doing this. Um, it just it just goes to show. Um, so at your last job, uh, where you left in April 2020, did you did you tell them that's what you um, that you were going to not only do YouTube, but run your own business? So I, I started uh, the Humble Penny before that and they, they kind of found out about it and, and they were not, they were not, they were not very happy. It's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, there was, they were like, mm, this is, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I said, look, this, I remember someone saying to me, Ken, this is going to become your, this is going to become your legacy. That was the word. Mm. In fact, it was my brother who said that, took a screenshot of the message you sent and said to me, this is going to become your legacy. And I believe so much when the right could be speaking to you, you know, like, I, honestly, I own that word mm. and I owned it. I said to myself, like, this thing's going to change my life. So when, you know, employer, my former employer was, you know, they were not quite happy with um, me doing, you know, exploring something else because, they, you know, I had a serious job, you know, I was in the chief financial office. I don't often see chief financial <laughs> doing like side hustles, especially one where they're like on YouTube and being public, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one thing and then it's like... It's not like my job was a serious job. So, yeah. like, some part-time or some, like... Like, I was the guy in, in who had the responsibility. And, you know, I was the name that you see written, the guy who signs up things. I was the guy. So, for, for these guys, they're thinking, well, actually, you know, what is what what could this mean for us? You know, so I can, I can kind of see where there might have been um, some uncertainty around should we let, should we be doing this sort of thing. But then, you know, there, I explained there was a passion project, it's something that I really believed in, this is why it was having an impact, that, was, that sort of stuff. Um, and they carried on like that, just carried on, I carried on doing it. Uh, but the pandemic, see, 2020 April was a gift. When it happened though, it didn't feel like a gift, but it was a gift because like that April 2020 with the pandemic hitting, Mary and I looked back because the pressure completely ramped up. I had like working those hours, had homeschooling. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Homeschooling like mad had um, obviously precious work, had the humble pen, had then obviously started taking off and all those things. And so the pressure was too much. And Mary and I had been kind of building up financially towards a place where we could actually have the option to kind of do what we might want to do one day. Um, and so that presented itself when we thought, well, actually, this might be a good time to give this a go. Yeah. <laughs> no better time than that. Then the pandemic. Then the pandemic. <laughs> that became that when I took the official leap. Mary um, um, had become full time in the Humble Penny. In, before you, 2029. Sorry, 2019. Sorry. 2019. 2020, yeah. Mm. In the summer, I think. Summer 2019. Yeah. I had started working on the Humble Penny full time. Yeah. And then we were like, well, actually, maybe I should do the same. And see, see how we get on. It was ne it was nerve wracking, but like Ken said, we were pretty much we knew we were financially okay to do that, and so that kind of helped that decision. Nerve wracking and exciting times it was for us. It was anxiety. I'm gonna be yeah. very frank. Here. 
But listen, right? To be fair, if you're used, if you're used to getting, if you're used to getting, you know, like I was earning a good six-figure income, very comfortable. Like literally, like honestly, like you know, annual bonus is that people's annual income. Like I was comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Imagine like you're used to getting that, like, and it's landing all the time every month, the same day. It's hitting, 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 mm-hmm. and you're not every day. Yeah. Like, why am I giving up this thing to kind of? <laughs> there's the anxiety there because you're just used to getting that paycheck all the time as yeah, well yeah. you know so, for, so it felt like it was a big kind of like you know this big void here that's going to happen mm-hmm. but it's like, what if we then put all that energy to what we're doing you know mm-hmm. what could the results look like so yeah. it's about that balance as well uh, i was gonna ask how did the pan how did the pandemic impact things because um, for like loads of podcasters, we saw our numbers go down. But I know some people on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram saw things go up. Some people saw things go down. So how does that impact um, the humble penny? And also creating content because a lot of creators I know they were kind of struggling for inspiration. Some felt it to be inappropriate creating content during the pandemic because of what people's going through. I was like, boy, you're not crazy. You don't need, you lot got bills to pay. You lot better be making them videos. So like, so how was it for you? How was the pandemic for you? You know what? We were just like, so the pandemic was good for the humble penny. Let me explain what I mean by that before that's taken out of context. Um, what I mean by that is a lot of people realize that money has become a much bigger, you know, thing in their lives because people were starting to, you know, worry about their finances. And so managing their finances became a, a higher priority on their on their thing, right? But before the pandemic hit, which was in March mm-hmm. 2020 in the UK, I think. Yeah. Um, we were already on YouTube in like September 2019. So we'd been on the YouTube platform for maybe seven months mm-hmm. before these people then started to search for something to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And so what then happened was our content became available for all these, you know, a lot of people who are looking for uh, educational content on YouTube. So that's the first way it was, you know, that season was helpful to us. But the second way was that on the 29th of February, 2020, we launched Financial Joy Academy. So literally on that day, which is a leap, the leap, the February leap yeah. year, 29th, mm-hmm. literally a few days before that, a few days after that, the pandemic would then arrive. Right. And so we launched, we're like, yay, you know, this membership's live. Yeah. Yeah. I boarded all these founding members and it was fantastic. It was great. Mm-hmm. Of course, the pandemic hits. And although we were also helping people to, you know, the, the whole membership idea is helping people, our core mission that's helped 10,000 people achieve financial independence this decade. Mm-hmm. So though those people had joined us, what then happened was people started to lose their jobs. Yeah. So you were then having like realities of life happening, like, oh, I'm losing mm-hmm. my job. What should I do? So it was that reality of people losing their jobs. So we lost people, we gained people, we mm-hmm. lost people, we gained people. So there was a lot of up and down from that, from the, from our academy perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was quite hard, quite hard for us because we now had three, effectively three platforms that we were running. Yeah. We had the humblepenny.com, we had YouTube, which is this rising thing, then we had financialjoyacademy.com mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of like pressure not pressure like you know like creator um and not anxiety like you know when you just you just feel there's a lot of demand for you to put stuff out in different spaces yeah like yeah. instagram and yeah possibly tiktok yeah Facebook. 
our Facebook mm. um, and you were still working. Ken was still Oh yeah, working I was still time. working full time. <laughs> okay. Because so I had left time. my job in April, so I was still working. Yeah. And then we also had to do homeschooling full time. We've got two who are six and eight. So basically the pressures were too much and like something just had to give. For me, that thing that gave was the job. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it then meant that I got freed up a lot more to to join Mary, who was already full time, uh, to keep to keep really pursuing it. Wow, that's it sounds like there was a lot going on, not necessarily um, for everyone, including yourself. So I can't imagine how hard that must have been. But you made it through to the other side, and it seems like you're still succeeding, doing well. And we hope that yeah, you we love to see it. Yeah, we hope you continue to prosper. Um, it's especially lovely to see um, a black couple do it together and talk about that that's 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 really important and I'd actually say it's one thing that we're actually lacking that a lot of people do it individually so it's wonderful to see both of you do it together and do so successfully um one no worries one of the last questions I wanted to ask actually the last question is your most popular video is how we paid off our mortgage in seven years yes and I love that video and the lessons you teach. So for those that don't know about it, can you explain your motivation behind being mortgage-free? Okay, so, uh, by the way, if you've not seen that, if you've not subscribed to our channel, I'm just asking right Go and now. check it out. Go and check it out. <laughs> Proper YouTuber, go and subscribe. Hit that, hit subscribe. Oh, no, of course. We always give you a chance to promote yourself. It's important. Um, but anyway, motivation, you asked, was... Um, Mary and I, when we met um, in 2009, in October, we met at a property investing seminar in Victoria in London. We always wanted to invest in property, but aside from investing in property, what we wanted to create really was a life of options and more freedom. We wanted to get to a place where we were not doing what our parents were struggling to do in their 60s. You know, mm-hmm. like my parents, were still trying to pay off their mortgage in their 60s. And, you know, Mary's parents bought their home much later than they would like to have bought a home, for example. And so one thing that we wanted to do differently was imagine if we could buy a home that we really loved. We called it our 10-year, our 10-year, <laughs> our 10-year project, as it were. This is before we had children. We bought the house in 2012. Imagine if we could buy a house and actually do something quite daring with it. None of our friends were thinking about overpaying or paying, you know, nothing like that. But we thought, you know what, this, is, this could be quite a life-changing thing for us. And we saw it as a, a massive goal for us. And so we then started to work towards it, you know, shared various, shared various strategies on that video. Um, but a, a thing that underpinned it was giving us the option. So, for example, like, because we'd paid off that mortgage, yeah, like, our home costs are so low relative to a lot of people because like you know you know we're thinking the things we have to pay for are food um council tax wi-fi electric and gas stuff like that um mary and i also pay for our kids to go to a particular primary school so stuff like that are the costs we have but we don't have home costs anymore so that's just meant that you know we just have the, the optionality to do so much more to take so much more risk and um, and not just, it's also the mental freedom that not having a mortgage gives you. Because oftentimes people are like, oh, well, you know, interest rates are so low. You know, why did you pay the thing off? 
there's a huge mental freedom that you put to the side when you don't have a mortgage to think about. Uh, it just gives you so much more capacity to do more. But I want Mary to say her bit because honestly, you want to hear a woman's perspective uh, as to... You know, well, what... you know, we're both Nigerian and I'm, I'm Yoruba, I'm Ijebu and <laughs> it's just, <laughs> Ijebu and me did not like the idea of paying interest, even more interest on <laughs> I was like, yep, yeah, I'm all for it. When we saw the bank statements and, you know, I could see how much int um, interest will be paid monthly. I said, look, babe, I'm all up for it. Let's pay this off as soon as possible. Yeah. So, you know, it was a fun um, challenge for us and a mm -hmm. goal for us to work towards. And a to, pay, to pay off in seven years. And, you know, like Ken said, it just gave us that, um, what's the word? It, it relieved, the, it removed any stress mm -hmm. and... It gave us that kind of peace like even yeah. in 2020 when there was so much uncertainty um yeah. and when ken you know left his job there was still like this piece that we knew would be a lot of peace would be okay mm -hmm. we had this big um mortgage hanging over our heads so so yeah it was and it's it enabled was, so much more yeah it was an, it was a no-brainer um for us when we came up with the idea and we stuck to it really because mm. uh, now like all our income that we have it just goes towards pensions or goes towards you know all these other places because you're not yeah. paying for a home you're not you know mm -hmm. um and yeah it obviously goes towards fun as well you know, like traveling and doing certain things that we like to exactly. do exactly yeah so mm -hmm. yeah brilliant brilliant so please let our audience know where can they find you okay so we are at the humble penny on all the usual platforms so in uh, youtube's the first place so please head over search the humble penny and please 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 subscribe yeah so much love into our videos so please subscribe we'll also have fun on instagram at the humble penny on instagram um but those are our two core platforms we're on all the others you know you know twitter and all that but we're not we're not we're not, we're active. not really active we're not active yeah. where we're active is youtube and yeah. instagram those are our cords and not to forget to mention you must check out financial joy academy if you can head over to financialjoyacademy.com mm -hmm. and of course the humble penny has its own website at thehumblepenny.com yeah. as well it's definitely worth checking out yeah definitely yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on. We've absolutely, I, I, I've loved, yeah, it's honestly, and you're both so, so inspiring. And um, we'll make sure to leave links in the bio so people know where to find you. Um, to, yeah. Thank you so much for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. Great. And we can't wait to have you on our platform. Yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. anytime. Very to make it happen. Like, yeah. we're all for that collaboration energy, yeah. good vibes. Yeah. So yeah, man, we want to make it happen. So we can't wait to have you on our platforms as well. Absolutely, thank yeah, you. Let us know anytime. Yeah. Okay. So as always, you know where you can find us: the last three digits on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you thought of this episode using those platforms, and of course, we will see you next week. This you are you able to stop recording? <laughs>